If you've been around here any amount of time, there's a chance you've heard me talk about the glorious gift we have as independent teachers to design a schedule that fits where life is for us at the moment. In fact, I even have a presentation I do for teacher groups designed around this entire theme called evolutionary entrepreneurialism. You may be in a time of life where you're the main breadwinner and you work Tuesdays through Saturdays, as you have better luck getting students on Saturdays. You may be raising young children and need to teach only between the hours of 4 and 6. You might like a very balanced schedule of teaching 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. and then 4 to 6 p.m. Since we're beginning the shift into fall scheduling mode, I wanted to use this Teacher Talk episode to highlight clips from seven previous Teacher Talk guests over the past 80 episodes. Asking guests to give us a peek into their daily or weekly routine is one of my favorite questions, as like Ashley Danu, one of my guests said, she said, it's just fun to be a little snoopy like that. And I agree. In all seriousness, though, it's really just a relief to hear how daily life and work weave together for our peers and to find inspiration in what others are doing, whether it's in pedagogical approaches or calendar management. I'm Amy Chaplin, and this is the Piano Pantry Podcast, a show about living life as an independent music teacher. I wanted to take a moment to let you know that if you follow me on social media, you'll now find me on Instagram at Piano Pantry Amy. If you were already following me at Amy Chaplin Piano, you're good to go. I've simply changed my Instagram handle name. Again, that's Piano Pantry Amy. That's me. Feel free to contact me there or on Facebook at Piano Pantry. Ben Capolo is the resident music director at the Media Theater for the Performing Arts in Media, Pennsylvania, where he teaches a private studio of 60 students and music directs musicals for the Broadway and Children's series. He's the host of All Keyed Up, an interview podcast aimed at piano teachers. I wake up on a normal day um, around 8 a.m., always a cup and a half of coffee in the morning, and cereal, um, depending on the day. Sometimes I do an exercise class in the morning. Um, and then usually the morning is when I do my work. So I do scheduling. I work on the podcast. Um, if I have anything to do in terms of bills or just sort of general logistical work, unless we're in a rehearsal for a show at my theater, um, we have two and a half weeks to rehearse each show and we do three to five shows a year. So if I'm in rehearsal, then that's my morning and then I just go straight to rehearsal. But if it's a normal day, the morning is all about logistical work and then the afternoon is teaching. And I usually go from, again, so much of it depends on what's going on at the theater. So if we're in rehearsals, then I have the whole night to teach if I want to. Um, But if we're in performances, then there's an evening show, which usually starts at 7. So my teaching window is from when the kids get off of school until about 7. So maybe 3 to 7 teaching and then do a show that evening. Um, Wow. But if it's uh, not the show, then I can teach all night. So it really depends. And then if it's the weekend, then I don't have to worry about school. So I have more teaching, but then we might have more shows. So Saturday is when we have two shows and then the summer is completely different too. So I enjoy kind of not having a rigid daily schedule and that every day is kind of a completely different thing. 
And then I mean, that um, is so life giving to me to like have it be different. Like yeah. not only during like each day of the week, but like through the seasons as well. Right. <laughs> so then I come back home, and then um, what one thing that I'm very very obsessed with that I to me is a game changer is I have a different reward set up for every night that I come home. Um, so I have something to kind of look forward to throughout the day. And, and I'm like maybe a little bit overly obsessive about it compared to what I could be. But I have like each day is something. So one day might be a dessert day. One day might be like a you know, pizza day. One day might be wine night. One day might be I, you know, I make a point that I'm not going to do any work when I get home. But there's some reward set up every evening before I go to that sleep. That is so cool. I've never <laughs> heard anybody tell me, like say that before. So, um, so you, have you been doing that for a long time or is this something you've been doing just recently to kind of just, I don't know, motivate yourself or like what inspired you to start doing <laughs> something like that? Um, it was mostly inspired by once the pandemic hit, um, and I was teaching all day. I'm not doing that anymore, but like during the lockdown part of the pandemic, I would teach just endlessly. And I know I'm not the only person who did that, but I did have a little bit of a struggle when the lockdown part of the pandemic first happened, doing teaching for that many hours back to back, especially all Zoom teaching. Oh, Um, it was, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've (laughs) had the experience of going like six hours on Zoom. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's really draining. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I thought I was going to have a breakdown at one point during that pandemic and all those Zoom lessons. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure we all had to do that. I don't know if you still are doing a lot of that anymore. But yeah, not so much. Yeah, yeah me neither. I would mean, say about maybe eighty percent in person, twenty yeah. percent Zoom. But when it was a hundred percent Zoom and all day, like seven days a week, where my whole life was at least oh, career wise yeah. was just Zoom teaching, I, I had struggle with like keeping up my energy for the whole day. And so I did yeah. feel like having even just the slightest that like even if it's just you have ice cream planned at the end of the day that would be one thing that if I just quickly think about the fact that ice cream is coming I can get motivated a lot more for the next lesson well I have to say I kind of know what you mean though because um like my husband and I we have some things like seasonally that we super enjoy like in the evening and like okay I my whole day I'm like excited to to do this and right now in the winter time it's to sit in front of the fire like we burn we love our fire we have like a big wood burning fireplace that's great and um it's just like so relaxing and the popping and the crackling and you know, mm-hmm. and like, it's like, gets me through the day, like looking forward to sitting in front of that fire every night. Right. And, and that's after you're done teaching, you do the yes. fireplace. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So after like, you know, I'm making dinner, he will get the fire going and, you know, and read a book in front of the fireplace or whatever. Brian, I love practicing that. My French, <laughs> you know, oh, French. Um, okay. <laughs> um, so, and then in the summertime, like we have a back porch, like it's just a great area. It's shaded and it's a nice place to read and, you know, so it's just little things like that are nice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the smallest thing, like just being able to read outside, like what mm-hmm. you said, or just sit in front of the fire, just having something you could think about while you're in your like 10th lesson of the day yeah. or whatever. Karen Thixton teaches piano pedagogy at Butler University, operates an independent studio, and recently retired as founding director of the Butler Community Arts School. She holds degrees in music, economics, and business administration. At the time of this recording, Thixton was serving as president of Music Teachers National Association. Let me describe for for 20 years, especially, as I was running the community arts school and teaching and doing a church job and trying to do MT&A and other professional development things, um, things did sort of work best when I had a schedule like this, and that was teaching Monday through Thursday, coming to to Indianapolis, Butler University, Monday through Thursday and Saturdays. 
I need to back up here for a moment. Your listeners don't realize that I live in a small rural Indiana town, an hour and a half south of Indianapolis. So you drive a lot or you drove a lot. (laughs) I drove three hours a day. Wow. And the only way that worked was to not drive ever during rush hour. Smart. Rush hour is no fun in Indianapolis or anywhere, I suppose. So a typical schedule is um, that I would have mornings at home with my husband and my dog. Now, my husband's been retired for many years, so this fit his schedule perfectly, too. And that from 11 to 1 is my commute time. And then I would be here on campus to teach from about 1 to 8 p.m. And then I'd have 8 to 10 p.m. to commute back home. And then from 10 to 12, I'm a night owl. I'm not a morning person. That helps. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) From 10 to 12, you know, to decompress, organize, do my workout, you know, things like that. The, yeah. the key to that Monday through Thursday and Friday off is that driving five days in a row, I found was too much, but four days felt okay. Yeah. Long, long time. Of course, that was a factor in retiring and I yeah. knew I could give up the commute. Sure. And I think that's a good life balance thing to just, you know, like, like your body will tell you what feels right. Right. I mean, you try it oh, one absolutely. way and then you make adjustments based on what feels right and what feels good and what feels healthy as well. Absolutely. And it took me a while to kind of figure that out, but eventually yeah. you find, right, listen to your body, but listen to your heart too, because you yes. have to do what you love to do. And being here on Saturdays meant I had to give up a lot of weekend activities Yeah, that other people do, um, right. which I'm rediscovering now. So that's, that's good. Well, good for you. <laughs> it, but it allowed me to be here to support the community arts school, but also to teach um, for many years, I taught a group class for five and six-year-olds, and that mm-hmm. was just one of those most joyous classes that I've ever. Aren't they taught. adorable? <laughs> they are so, and they are so eager to to learn everything. Yeah, they yeah, do it all. Episode number fifteen and the third teacher talk of the podcast was with friends Joy Morin of ColorInMyPiano.com, Jana Williamson of JanaWilliamson.com, and Christina Whitlock of the Beyond Measure podcast. We were gathered together in my home to watch the 2022 MTNA National Conference online together. I teach four days a week, so Monday through Thursday, and my kids are all currently in full day school, so I have tried to put as many students prior to them coming home as possible, which is always a challenge, um, especially if you're only teaching pre-college ages, which is what I do. So I tend to start between 1.30 and 2, and then teach until about five so that then I have dinner and the evening with my kids. Uh, On two evenings, I have one or two lessons after a long dinner break. I do not go straight through. I know many people go straight through till seven or 7.30. I just can't because I have to get my kids where they need to go. I'm the taxi driver. So right now that's working for me. And then Mornings, um, I do practice and I offer teacher consultations. And then Fridays are pretty much reserved for doing online work um, with other teachers, making videos, those kinds of things. And I do not work on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> I do occasionally play for Good church. For <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes I play on Sunday mornings, but even that is infrequent. And of course, there's the occasional collaborative work on the weekend. But even that, I try to do as little as I possibly can. 
My day sounds somewhat similar to yours, I think, Jana. I uh, have most of my teaching starting from maybe 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And then um, I like to try to be done by 6, 6.30 if I can. Um, I find I just lose a lot of energy by 7. <laughs> and that's also Aria's bedtime. And I definitely like to be part of the bedtime routine in the evenings. So, um, yeah, my husband watches Aria while I teach. And so it works really great. He works um, from 8 to 4. And then he can usually have, kind of watch Aria. If I, if I do want to start at like 3, then he can just kind of have her up in his home office upstairs for that hour transition there. So that's uh, working for us for right now, and hopefully we'll continue to work that way. Um, yeah, so it, during the day is kind of like a flexible time. You know, I'm watching Aria, um, and depending kind of on her nap schedule or just kind of if she's, you know, if we're doing something together or if she's kind of entertaining herself with toys, I can um, potentially get random work done, you know, writing a blog post or um, doing, I always have numerous projects going, <laughs> which don't, I don't know, sometimes they're long-term projects, sometimes they're short things that um, I'm cranking out, but um, so that's kind of a peek at my days. It's, it's kind of flexible from day to day, I, but I usually have some loose idea of what I want to get done through the week. Um, and so that uh, I have a, a couple of homeschool students that I teach from 9 to 10 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, on Fridays uh, are open, like from, like what Jana was describing. Um, I, I have an adult student that I teach every other week, but otherwise I try not to put students on Fridays if I can. So that gives me kind of a larger blocks of time to work on projects if I want to. I will fess up on the so. no teaching on Fridays thing. That is the best thing I've ever done too. <laughs> so I would encourage teachers, if you can do that, like consider whether you can cut out a day of the week and maybe squeeze it all into four days. So I'm so jealous. <laughs> You can do it, Christina! <laughs> I can do it. I am, oh my goodness, you guys. So for those of you who aren't in the know, um, my husband spent a good chunk of the pandemic um, without a job because his position of 20 years was eliminated in budget cuts and that kind of thing. So this past um, summer, I just loaded myself with as many students as I could because I was feeling the pressure <laughs> of supporting the family. So um, I normally like to hover my student load around 30, but again, I'm currently at 48. And that includes things like I have a student who comes for an hour on Tuesday mornings from 6.30 to 7.30 a.m. <laughs> um, and I... <laughs> Hurts, hurts, hurts just hurts. thinking about it. <laughs> but he's a great kid. He's a great kid. Um, and I also, I mean, I teach until 7.30 every night. I play taxi for my kids to and from school. And they're in different schools this year. So that's a thing. And then I am at Taylor two days a week. I've got a lot of adult students and homeschool students through the mornings and afternoons. And right now, I'm just stressing you out talking about it. I know, because <laughs> I'm just like wall to wall to wall. And like Joy, I have like a thousand creative projects constantly poking around my brain. And I'm desperately trying to birth them into the world. And <laughs> I'm just not getting them there. So I'm getting ready. My husband is in a much better position now. And I'm ready to like finish this academic year and find some space. Which brings us, but well, I, I think it's important to note that there are seasons. I mean, I yeah, have yeah. had plenty of seasons where I've taught on the weekends um, because that's what I had to do. And we all adjust year to year, you know. Mm -hmm. So 
I feel like I'm in a luxurious position right now <laughs> with the hours that I teach, and I do not take that for granted. Episode number 20 featured teacher Jonathan Roberts, director of the South Shore Piano School in Boston, who is also an examiner, mentor, and U.S. representative with the Royal Conservatory of Music. So uh, a sort of typical day, I usually try to get up on the early side before everybody else is woken up in the house. So uh, my wife, my two kids, I try to get up before everybody else does so I can do sort of like my morning wellness routine. So I get like a little bit of yoga in, I do some breath work, meditation, that kind of stuff to really sort of set the tone for the day. And then I'll usually try to do like a good like 60 to 90 minutes of some creative work. So like blogging or video creation, stuff like that. So sort of that creative uh, work while I'm fresh <laughs> in the morning. And then once everybody else in the house is up and out and about, I get some of that much needed family time with wife and kids for you know a good hour or two before I do some administrative stuff and then head off to teaching at uh, our studio location. And then like most piano teachers, my um, main block is like that after school uh, hours. So like two to seven or three to eight kind of a thing. Yeah. And then I come home, unwind, just decompress from the day. And uh, I would say that kind of sums up a <laughs> average day in the life of Jonathan Roberts. Do you have students five days a week? Are you Monday to Friday or Monday to Saturday? Or what days do you teach students? So for me right now, I'm Wednesday through Saturday. Last year, I was uh, six days a week, Monday oh through my. Saturday. Yeah. So, but between that and doing all the administrative stuff, running a school, because so, I, I have six other teachers working with me. So handling all of that stuff and all the things that go with running a business and the RCM stuff, it was just too much. So I, I cut it down to four days uh, this year. Granted, those are four kind of marathon-ish days, um, but it's it's been it's been a welcome relief compared to six days a week. Rebecca Maxner is a Canadian composer, piano teacher, and blogger with an international following. Her piano solos are published by the Royal Conservatory, RCM, London College, LCM, and are listed in the NFMC, National Federation of Music Clubs. Well, the first thing I do every day, if I remember, if I'm firing on all cylinders, um, is I check my menu because I have a four-week menu in my house. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. And I have, uh, I make sure that I have the ingredients ready to go for supper. Um, so if I haven't pulled out my meat from the freezer the night before, which sometimes I do. Um, I make sure it's out that morning. I make sure I have all the ingredients for my recipe. If I need to go to the store for anything, I know that I need to, and I work that schedule into my day. And uh, so supper is the first thing I think about. And then I usually get sucked into my computer. I know. But <laughs> I, you know, because I have a lot on the go and and uh, I have a lot of fun, interesting emails from people like you, like great, interesting people. And uh, I just love, you know, connecting with people and answering their emails and and organizing, you know, the, the events of the next few weeks that yeah. you know, need to be booked for and need to know what date it is and make sure my agenda is all written right so that, you know, so that I don't miss anything. Well, so logistics in the morning, right? Email and kind of like yes. <laughs> looking ahead. Now, if I'm home alone, which is one of my favorite kinds of days to have when all my lovely people go off in their directions, I will compose. It's my favorite time to compose when I'm home alone and I can just, I don't worry if anyone's heard that bad sound I just made, like, cause I, I composed through improvising. So 
you know, I, I have no fear. I just try you note know, sounds and, and, and get through that. So that is a possibility that I love to do in the morning. Then plan my piano teaching day. So what I will do is I have all these little gift bags that I have my students' materials in. So each student has their own color pencils and pencils and erasers. And so I get the students' bags out that I teach that day and I have them all lined up. I get out their teaching books. Like I have all the books that my students learn from. So I make sure they're all open to the right pages with sticky notes and and stuff. And I just kind of get my mind wrapped around, okay, this is what we did last time because I look and I kind of remember what we did. And then I think this is where we might go today. I never have hard and fast lesson plans because I find it can change on a dime if your student hasn't practiced or has had a busy week or hasn't been feeling well and haven't had, they haven't had as much practice. But I try to have a general trajectory in mind of what we might do today. And then uh, I make sure my studio is clean. <laughs> Oh, you like are totally of... speaking my language, oh. Rebecca. All of the yeah. prepping food in the morning and then getting your studio tidy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because um, it looks more professional. And, um, you know, if you have a vacuumed floor, then they won't notice the floor. If, you're, if your floor looks all cruddy, then, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'm in somebody's house and they haven't cleaned it. That's like, it's kind of like a different vibe to your studio, whether it's clean or not. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll teach piano lessons. This year is the first year that I don't have afternoon students at all. Nobody wanted afternoons. So I teach evenings. Oh, Isn't you're that crazy. That's never happened to me before. So evenings like five o'clock and later or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I have a very small studio at this point. I only have okay. like between 12 and 15 students in any given year. Okay, that was my next question. So that that helps. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because I, I do so much. I, I earn part of my income from composing. Like that gives me probably about a third of okay. my income. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, it is. It is really nice that that my name is out there and that... Um, and the feedback I get is very positive from, I get lots of videos of children playing my music. And yeah. Very, very gratifying work. Um, after I teach piano lessons, quite often that's my favorite time of the evening. And sometimes I will compose then too, right before bed. It kind of settles my mind down. And your composing state, the, the parts of your brain that you use to compose are very similar to the parts of the brain that, that dream. And so when you get ready for bed, it's a very nice time to compose because it kind of gets your mind ready for sleep. Fascinating. Wow. Well, and also maybe after coming out of teaching, you're kind of in that mindset too of being around your students and, you know. Plus deadlines are very motivating. So I have this <laughs> e-sheet that I have to put out at the, on the first day of every month. Right. <laughs> yes. It's good accountability, right? <laughs> it's great accountability. It is great. One of my favorite projects ever. Ashley Danu is a musician, educator, and entrepreneur. She's the founder and editor of Musician & Co., a website for self-employed musicians and entrepreneurs, writes a blog and teaches online courses for church musicians and music educators, hosts the podcast Field Notes on Music Teaching and Learning, and maintains a private studio in Rochester, New York. For me, I teach Monday through Friday, three to seven most days. So that means that my mornings are usually free to work on my other projects. So we'll get up in the morning. We take our dog Rory for a walk around the neighborhood. We come back and have breakfast. And then usually by 9 a.m., 
we're both sitting down at our desks. So Steve and I both work from home. He works upstairs and I work downstairs in the sunroom. And so I usually get Rory to come snuggle with me, which is a perk. Uh, so I usually will kind of take care of emails first and then anything that needs my attention for the day. And then I'll go into a bigger project. So something like researching and writing a blog post or creating marketing content or making website updates or outlining a new course or product, something I wanna spend like a good couple hours on. Lately, I've been working on two presentations for the online NCKP that's coming in June. And then um, I've also been updating the course curriculum for our music printer model course this year. So getting ready to launch that in at the end of the summer and updating a few pages on the musician company website as well. So those are kind of been my big projects recently. So I'll work on that in the morning. We usually stop around noon for lunch. Rory is very regimented on her schedule. So she expects another walk after lunch. So we, we usually do that. And then around 1 p.m. I'll sit down with a cup of coffee at last to one o'clock lessons. <laughs> I try to forgo it in the morning if I can. Sometimes I'll have tea, but afternoon is definitely coffee. And I will spend a little time planning lessons for that day. So this usually takes me between 30 to 45 minutes, depending on the day, how many students I have, which students I have. And then if I have time, I'll maybe get to a few more emails or wrap up whatever I was working on in the morning. And then I exercise. I like to exercise in the afternoon right before I go teach because it kind of gives me this extra boost of energy, I feel like, going into the afternoon. Well, that's a great idea. I've never yeah. heard anybody say that. Yeah, because I don't want to do it when I come home at 730 and we're eating dinner and it's late and I'm just not a first thing in the morning exercise kind of person. Yeah. So two o'clock-ish, like 1.45, two o'clock is a great time for me because that's usually when you're hitting that afternoon slump anyway. So I'm less productive on whatever I might be working on. So I'll exercise for a half an hour, shower and change, and then go teach. And then I'm usually home by 7.30 and Steve is often finishing up cooking at that time. So we'll eat, clean up the kitchen, and then we'll watch something together whatever show we're working our way through so right now we're watching the crown on netflix oh good choice <laughs> and then we'll you know usually read a little bit after that so we've been talking about books i usually alternate between a business book and a novel i like to just read one thing at a time usually so i, I try to alternate my reading between something nerdy and professional that yeah. usually does not help me go to sleep <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then <Exactly>. a novel <laughs> which often will help me go to sleep so right now i'm in novel land and I'm reading something by Maeve Vinci, Chestnut, her book, Chestnut Street. Fun. Yeah. I'm very inspired by your schedule. <laughs> now, I mean, so you are, you're pretty set since you teach at a school that all of your lesson hours, so you don't have any morning students. So you have really good consistency in your schedule where, you know, you teach three to seven. Do you teach until seven o'clock on Fridays as well? Um, I did a little bit last year in the fall, and then those students have kind of shifted some of them because of sports schedules and things, you know, they move around a little bit. So right now I'm teaching until five on Friday. That's not too bad then. Yeah. yeah. Jason Sifford is a freelance pianist, teacher, and composer with a wide range of abilities and interests. He maintains a private teaching studio in Iowa City and appears frequently on stage with local artists. He is currently a composer and clinician for the Willis Music Company, Hal Leonard, and is the composer for the Footlighters Traveling Playhouse, a children's musical theater project of the city of Coralville, Iowa. Jason serves on the boards of the Iowa Music Teachers Association, the City Circle Theater Company, and currently on the program committee for the National Conference on Keyboard Pedagogy.
So what's a day in the life of Jason look like? <laughs> oh man. So my, it's different every day. So anyway, I, I knew you were going to ask this. So I actually pulled up my Google calendar because I live <laughs> by my Google calendar. So this week, let's see, Monday, I, um, woke up and I don't have much of a morning routine. I walk the dog and I get breakfast and coffee. That's it. And then let's see, I worked on that musical for a little while because, you know, due dates coming up. And then I went downtown and accompanied a couple of student juries because it's jury week at the university. Came home and then taught until the evening. On Tuesday, it was more work on the musical, more juries downtown at the university, um, more teaching, and then went to a friend's recital that night. This morning, for your listeners, it's a Wednesday right now. Um, this morning, I went and got coffee with a friend I haven't seen in a while, and now we're here doing this, and then I'll come up with lunch, and this is my longest teaching day, so I'll teach straight through from two to seven um, today. Tomorrow, I've got to check in about some kind of webinar thing. I need to practice because I've got a performance at our state conference coming up of this really weird piece that I agreed to do. Um, Are you regretting it so now? No. <laughs> I'm not regretting it. It's just one of those things like it's like I just I realized that like, oh, this is three weeks away. Like I really need to have this ready to down, go. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I've got to start putting in time at the piano. Um, let's see what else Thursday. I've got a counseling appointment in the afternoon because you know, mental health, everybody take Absolutely. care of yourself. I've got more teaching that afternoon. Friday is, is gloriously free, which basically means I'll be writing all day, trying to get this musical ready. But you know, you need <laughs> as creatives, you need those large blocks of times. That is like the hardest part about being a creative is like, you can't just do creative stuff in one hour. You know, one of the things is, you know, there used to be this saying going around that's like, you know, like one hour of really good practice is better than like four hours of mindless practice. And what I tell people, and it's the same with creative work, it's like, well, yes, but you don't know when that hour is going to come. Right. Sometimes you have to do two or three hours of bad work to get to the good hour. And so, yeah, so that's gonna be Friday. Yeah. Um, and then I'll teach, you know, Friday evening, uh, Saturday. You teach on Friday evening? Ew. Well, only only till 6.30. I mean, what else am I gonna do? I'm not that interesting. Um, and then Saturday, it depends. So if it's, if it's nice out on Saturday, I'm gonna go play golf. And if it's raining on Saturday, then I'll be on the couch playing Tears of the Kingdom because the new Zelda game just came out and that may be a hobby of mine. I love you have a plan B. <laughs> you know, or whatever else comes up, who knows. But that's that's this week. And if we did this in a month, then it'd be a totally different answer, except for the teaching. The teaching always stays the same. It's the other things that kind of rotate. Today's tiny tip is for those of you who, like me, have a hard time finishing a cup of coffee before it gets cold. I'm notorious for having to reheat my coffee once, if not twice, before I ever finish it. I honestly think I just forget to drink. For years now, I have kept an electric candle warmer on my desk to help keep my coffee warm. You know, it's like a little mini hot plate, 
and they slowly melt a candle so it'll give off its scent without having to burn it. I actually prefer to burn candles, but love my candle warmer to keep that cuppa warm. Cuppa, isn't that cute? That's a cute way of saying it. It's how they say it in slang in Australia. Do you want a cuppa? Oh, speaking of coffee coasters, if you were at NCKP and got the Piano Pantry Coffee Coaster swag, do me a favor and post a picture of yours on your desk and tag me on social media. Don't forget, I'm on Instagram now at Piano Pantry Amy. See you next week.